0: The gospel, the beginning of the gospel, Jesus says, right? Pray without growing weary. Another way to translate it, pray without becoming discouraged. And then Jesus ends with, will he find faith on earth? In the middle of it is this great parable of the unjust judge and him granting justice to the woman. This whole parable is about, right? Praying without ceasing. I think it's important, praying about this gospel, to think about what are the presuppositions? What are the presuppositions? What's at the foundation of prayer? Or another way to put it, what's at the the basis of faith? Because faith is needed for prayer. And I have two points for you tonight about that. Two presuppositions about who God is in our life of prayer. Number one, number one, faith, everyone, we have to have faith in God's goodwill. That it is so important that we actually come to a real belief that God desires what's good for us, that He actually desires our goodwill. The whole parable of the unjust judge is this how much more sort of argument, right? This guy who's a complete not good person gives justice to the woman. How much more would God the Father, right, love us, care for us, give us justice? That's the whole argument that Jesus is making, that God is infinitely good to us. Right At the end of the day, at the core of prayer, we can't pray unless we believe in God's goodness towards us, that he's going to do something, and he is doing something, that he's going to listen to us. Right, We see it all over the Gospels. Healing, when he does healing, the person who wants to be healed sees in Jesus someone who can do something for him. Who desires his good, who wants to heal him, wants to give him love. And the people are drawn to that. Jesus' goodwill towards the people. In the prodigal son, right, we have the great line. The son squanders his life, comes walking back to the father. And what is the line? The line is, and from a long way off, he caught sight of him. And he was moved right with love for him. That the son squanders his life, but it doesn't mean the father has stopped loving him. The father has always been good to him and is still being good to him, even when he turns away. Right? Simple example. Parents, you understand this. When you have to tell your kids no or discipline them, according to the eyes of your your son or daughter, You're not being very good to them. And yet, right, that's what the best thing is for them, is maybe to hear no or something else, right, because they're going to hurt themselves or it might not be good. And so you have to discipline in this way. And on the outside, it doesn't seem like the parents are being good to me. On the outside... If we don't have the right lens of faith, everyone, it doesn't seem like God's being good to us. Where does God, where is God? Doesn't seem like he's doing much. And so, right, God is always being good to us. He has infinite goodwill. And so that leads to point number two. Number two, everyone, God is always acting that we can forget, we can live our whole life. Wow, I remember experiencing God this one time, now he's abandoned me. He's like withdrew his goodness, he isn't acting anymore. Now I have to do something to get him to be good to me, and you know, so I, I'm in this whole dynamic. When we believe, God is pure act. He's always acting. He can't not act. <laughs> he's not withholding from something from us. He can't do that. It's against his very nature. He's always pouring himself out upon us. And so it begs the question, how do we receive, right? How do we receive this goodwill that God's always pouring upon us? Because the fault's not on his side. There's a blockage in us. How do we receive this goodness that God wants to give? Two simple analogies, two simple images. Number one. You're in a dark room wandering around and you're saying to yourself, I just have to find the light switch. I have to make light happen, find the door, make light come in, something. I have to find light. I have to find God because he's not you know, showing himself to me. Or you're in the dark room and you realize all I have to do Is take the blindfold off and see the light that's present to me. That we remove the blindfold because God is already, right? The room is bright, it's light, but we're experiencing darkness. That we open our heart, right? We have to acknowledge our need before Jesus, let him enter into that, right? Jesus removed the blindfold versus, where are you? He's with you, right? The second analogy, you're thirsty. You haven't drank water in years. You're standing under Niagara Falls, and you're like, God, I'm thirsty. Give me water. And he says, uh, maybe just open your mouth, <laughs> right? Instead of searching for this source that seems to be, you know, lost to me. That seems to hide from me. Maybe God's already dumping water on you. And you just have to open yourself to receive that. Everyone, these are two fundamentally different realities of how we see God. How we interact with God. Right? God is always present to us. He's always loving us. Always being good to us. We don't have to go find him. We have to look with eyes of faith. That we have to look in a different way to see him. Because God is always willing our good, right? How do we receive it? We receive it just like Jesus did. On the cross. Or even before the agony in the garden. Jesus says... Father, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, yours be done. Jesus Christ, who is God, who's perfect, who's one with the Father, what does he do? He brings his need. He takes his need that is so apparent to him in the darkness, and he turns to his Father and puts it in his hands, that in that place He entrusts his life to him. He says, Father, I always know you're being good to me. And so I'll let your will be done in my life. It's scary because we all know where it leads. It leads to the cross. And that's why it's hard to believe. It doesn't seem good. And yet God, in the most beautiful of ways, has saved us from our sins Through the cross. The great paradox of the cross everyone. We don't go into prayer. We don't try to find God in this spirit of control. I have to make this happen. Or right. I have to uh, you know find God. Or if I pray Jesus will then be good to me. If I go to mass maybe then Jesus will be good to me. He's already being good to us. We have to enter into, everyone, the school of trust, this relationship of dependency, that we are dependent on God. We ask Jesus today, we ask you, remove the blindfold, let us see you. We know you are always with us. Jesus, you have to make yourself known to us so that we, in greater faith, can turn to you in our need.